try my best i'd say um from 9 to 5 i'm a digital marketeer so i work for a software company where i do digital marketing linkedin like basically it's b2b okay. and uh and on my free time i'm i'd say i'm a very creative person in the sense that like i i like to talk with people um i like people that introduce new ideas and i always like to you know shift things around tweak things and have a different perception of everything um big fan of randomness uh and yes i'm just trying to learn my like discover myself more and also understanding my parents understanding my friends who they are and most of my creative friends is really like pushing them to to be the best version of themselves creatively i say you know oh that's literally what i as a vision of so i feel like that's what i am always striving to do i feel like as a creative or as an artist the better i am or the better i become as an artist or like the more curious i become i feel like i just become a better human being so i'm always trying to mm. you know what i mean so it's like it's kind of difficult to separate the two it's like if mm-hmm. i'm going to become better at this through my curiosity and like exploration it just encourages me to be like that with other people like kind honest non-judgmental um open to like new ways of perceiving other worlds that other that exist or like other realities because we all live so differently and see the world so differently um which encourages me always to be the best version of myself. I literally wrote that last night. So this is a note I wrote before bed. It says mm-hmm. be the best version. <laughs> um yeah, this is I am light, I'm the greatest, the most remarkable. Yeah, I wrote that literally before bed last night. This is super cool. Um, so tell me about you so. So, like what's So, I've been painting my whole life and thinking my whole okay. life. but i didn't start showing work until 2016 mm-hmm. um and then i would just show throughout the entire city so i'm from la um and at the time i was living in long beach and uh, i was live painting so people would ask me to come and i would like paint in person um okay. so i did that for a long time and then i took like a 7 month break i was just like i'm tired i'm broke like i can't keep moving like this. <laughs> I need money, but I also like want to learn more and figure out like why my artwork. I feel like it kind of idled. I didn't know what else to do, and I didn't know mm-hmm. how to make it more of how I was feeling at the moment. Um and then I was at an art show and I met my friend Lenice and she's now my friend. Um and she's like you should go to Odin. She had just graduated. And I was like, I'm scared like I don't want my artwork to be whitewashed. <laughs> I was scared. I you know, like I was like I don't know, like um so I signed up for at a junior college and I like I'm so thankful that I did and then I transferred into the university I'm at now, so I'm at Otis College of Art and Design. Um and honestly it's like the best decision I could have made because my artwork is not whitewashed and <laughs> 
really they just gave me the tools necessary to articulate myself better okay you know so if i couldn't draw a nose then i could spend the whole semester drawing a nose if i wanted to learn about artists who create text-based work and what methods they use to create text whether it be like projection or painting or hiring other people or stencils then i could explore how they did it to figure out which one best suits me um mm -hmm. writing and then i realized i'm more of like a conceptual artist i think we all are but i'm more of like a whichever medium articulates my idea the best so that could okay. just be like a conversation it could be an essay it could be a tweet it could be an instagram post or a painting so i just feel like whichever medium does it best that's the medium i'm going to use um and then i just talk to people all the time so i just like collecting like my main thing is like thinking and collecting data and i feel like when sorry that's my dog <laughs> so i just feel like when people get an opportunity to um, talk to other people about their ideas, how they're thinking. And sometimes you just need to think through them with other people so you learn something new about your own self. Um, and that's pretty much like what I do all the time. Yeah. But I do plan on studying abroad. I actually made a list of um, schools. I'm interested in getting my MFA in London. So those are like... You should. Yeah. <laughs> those you are like should. next steps. I feel like it's time. It's time and also the I was in LA a month ago. Oh, were you really? Um, yes, I was in LA a month ago uh, because I had a wedding in Dallas, no, in Austin, sorry. Uh -huh. And uh, the wedding was like over three days, so I was like, I'm not going to travel from Paris to to Texas and stay three days and just come back. So I went to visit a friend in in Los Angeles. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. And but the the crazy thing about the US is that. The country is so big yeah. that um, you can easily forget that there's a world, a whole fucking world outside of the U.S. You know? And that um, people don't see you different, like don't see you the same. You don't see yourself the same. You don't behave the same when you're outside of your comfort zone. And the thing is, yes, when you live in L.A., you could just go to Texas and you're like, wow, I'm completely outside of my comfort zone, even though I'm still in the U.S. And I can, you know, it's still the same language. People speak the same language as I as I do and all this, but it's completely different. So if you have the chance any day to just move to Europe, like you should do it. Honestly, it's a, it's a great human experience. I believe that too. I'm always encouraging people to like, just leave, just leave. You never know. Mm. Um, I'm not, I don't know why I've never, I've never felt so committed to my hometown, um, but it is a big world out there. and. That's one of the main reasons why I want to go abroad is to figure out how I view myself or how I think about myself in a different country. Because it's very mm -hmm. easy to only think about yourself one way when you're in the state, because mm -hmm. um, it's so commercial. Um, but like once you leave, it's like a completely different story. Um, so that's why. Um, but it's the same as friendships. I don't know if you have different group of friends. Like if you have a group of like white friends, like people from your hometown, and you have like your family, cousins, and all this. Because me, I'm very eclectic about the people I meet. Like I love people in general. So I have like friends from low 
school. I have friends from business school. I have friends from my hometown. I have friends from like Ivory Coast, and I have a very diverse group of friends. You know, mm-hmm. and what why I love this so much, and I've always loved this, is that most of my people that are from low school, they don't give a shit about me being creative at all. They don't care about fashion. They don't care about. Some of them don't care about art or the music I listen to. And it's how do you navigate throughout like all these groups and all these people and stay true to yourself and still be relevant as a human being, you know? Yeah. And and traveling is somehow the same because you're traveling instead of traveling between groups, you're traveling between countries. And a lot of people that people love, a lot of things that people love in the U.S. You come here in Europe and we don't care. Mm-hmm. That's not important at all. Like. You would come here and talk about these things. People would look at you weird, you know. The same way, and vice versa. If I go to the US tomorrow and I talk to some people about this or that, I'd be like, what "The fuck you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like, yeah, it makes no sense to me." So, I completely understand how you feel. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like me. I, I feel like sometimes I feel like I have no friends because all my friends mm-hmm. are so unique. And then I realized, mm-hmm. oh, I do have a lot of people that I'm familiar with or associate with. They just all do different things. But I think that's fun when everyone does something completely different because I like in the beginning, like it still encourages new ways of thinking because people are doing so many different things that you're interested in too. Um, and you could just stay true to yourself like because everyone's so different. So it just encourages you to be more of who you are. Yeah. Let me bring up this, um, how do I, oh, here we go. I thought this was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the shoes give you like, what are those vibes? Yeah. Cool. I was in Italy summertime with my little brother. Don't judge me at all. And I, and these are pretty comfortable. And I, actually they're cool. They don't look as, as cool on the picture, but. That's cool too. Really I'm literally cool. sitting in a pair of. <laughs> Hey, I'm very much comfort. Um, yeah, I get it, 100%. Mm. I actually thought that this, um, I thought it was, I guess the best word was screen printed onto the trash can. Mm. That's okay. what I thought. I thought it was like an image on there and I didn't realize it was a reflection until I like, I just kept looking. Mm. But it is a it is a reflection. It's basically this is that's an iPhone that's an iPhone picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the iPhone picture I have from the moment that I told you about. And uh, and yes, the what I love about it is just self-explanatory. I guess um, it's a it's a reflection. It's a trash, and obviously you can see it's a man. So <laughs> and for our generation, it's something that we heard so much. And I'm from the West Indies. And in the West Indies, in the French West Indies, we, they have a saying, the same like "nom c'est chien," which basically like means men are dogs. Is oh. the equivalent is the equivalent of men are trash for yeah. us in the West Indies. But men are trash is, is I think it's maybe it's, it's even a bit bigger than the U.S. because you could say this in France or in Germany, and people will understand what you mean, you know. And uh, 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 but it's also something that I believe is very black owned. You know, it's like, I feel like first time I heard this, it was on Twitter and it was, it was within the black community. Like people were saying, it's like, oh, men are trash, men are trash. And it became a, a pop and culture thing because of 
we know the influence black people have on culture uh especially on social media of like all these creators or like uh the vernacular but the way people dress the way people talk nowadays too so uh so yes yeah, so and that's why it was uh, first of all i don't really consider myself as an artist at the moment uh because that's maybe not something i'm i'm really focusing on um but it was also the fact that i felt like this project uh doesn't belong in europe you know ah. because it's not that it doesn't belong in europe it's more like if i'm being honest with myself uh like this is a project that is uh, that was but it, it could belong in europe because if one way to put it would be say okay america is like the first good like military power in the world the first economic power in the world so is so much influential that people now in Europe are in, are, are influenced the way they talk and even in, the, in their own culture by the US so of course this somehow belongs in Europe but going back to the fact of like giving people their flowers and paying respect to where things are coming from i felt like for me as a man as a black man um this project would not be as powerful or as reflective if it was in Europe and by a man you see what i mean hmm why do you why do you feel like that because when i seen it i was like oh this is great like <laughs> because uh, <laughs> i'm a little biased i like when works are i like um bodies of work that are in that speak this language um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I think it would be great here too. Um would it well because that's a reflection. So it would live it would have to live as a photograph then, right? That's the thing. I'm basically all I have so far is this picture and and I don't I don't even know right now what's the best mean, you know, to because I feel like as a, if this needs to be for like performance art or just like interactive art uh people would not get it it would not be as as impactful mm. uh i feel like pictures could be nice but it's it's not a trash you know like yeah. having a re- you know having really a trash and that's why it's super fun that you tell me you just told me that you fart it was printed on the bin because that could be one that could be one option that i never thought about I'm going to show you. I have to look it up. The only the strongest idea that comes to mind because I don't feel like I've seen it since um I'm going to pull it up and then share my screen so I can show you. Um mm. Let me just get my charger quick. Be quick. Okay, yeah. Take your time. Pull it up. <laughs> gotcha. 
Okay, so. There's this image. Can you see it? Yep, the chair. Yeah, so this piece is called One in Three Chairs. So it's a work by Joseph Kosuf. I'm hoping that I'm saying that correctly. Um, but I've seen this work, I think like three or four semesters ago. And I was like, I love this okay. piece, but I didn't know what to do with it. So it's just been sitting. Um, but thinking about different, different ways to like, if you wanted to share the work or showcase, this is what comes to mm -hmm. mind. I think of like the actual physical trash can being there, right? With like mm -hmm. no reflection, which means people can come up to it um, and take photographs. Then I'm thinking about your original iPhone photo here. Mm -hmm. And then your definition of men are dogs, but in your language. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like in the, you said it's West Indian French. It was in French. It was, it was it's in Creole. In Creole? In Creole. Yeah. So that definition in Creole, how to pronounce it and like colloquially, like what it means. Um, mm -hmm. And then like let it live conceptually. <laughs> That's the, honestly, it's the, it would be very selfish, but that's that's one way to introduce the concept and the actual piece. Mm -hmm. um, that makes it it's like very accessible, and yeah. that and I really like it because you have the, the like you said, you just have the actual piece. You have a stage version of the piece, and you also have an explanation that goes with it. So honestly, that's that seems like a fit yeah um that's the first thing that came to mind to keep it like because i really thought it was screen printed so i was like oh that's so cool that your legs are permanently on there but i think the if i think to like engage it because i don't feel like i've seen anyone do this whole i maybe they have and i've just overlooked it um but this idea was done so where so well, and it's literally just a chair. I don't have to think about anything outside of the physicality of the chair and this photograph and the definition. Um, but to take it a step further, um, using that phrase in Creole, and then like people mm -hmm. having a conversation about it, and it's so matter of fact. What happens is people in their minds they think I could have done that, but that's the point, the accessibility. Um, that's always like the biggest thing. Like when I see <clears throat> different artists and I'm like, that's so easy. Like I can do that. That's literally <laughs> the point. That's the point though. I think I'm beginning to realize the point is that you can do it. So why not do it and do it first? Like, you know, and then do it when you do it, do it big and real intentional. Um, yeah, because the photo you sent, so it's so good. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of men are trash only because if I go up to it and I take a picture, I'm a woman now. So I'm not. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> am I trash? But I don't, I don't think so. So I feel like putting that definition to kind of lead, lead people in a way, it includes some people who already understand. And then even with the mm -hmm. definition, I realize even when you tell people how to do something or telling them what it means, they're still kind of excluded in a way, which is why some people look good doing TikTok dances and some people don't. Mm. 
it's the same. It's like, okay. I can tell you, but like, you still don't have the sauce, but you can try. I see what you mean. It's that's, an, that's a very interesting way to put it on. And I guess it's also the, um, I'm very, let's say, picky with my thing um, in a way that like, the reason why I thought about the photo series in the first place, it was mostly because I could display in the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like there would be no room for um, disaster. <laughs> Maybe disaster is a big word, but you, you see what I mean. And, um, but sometimes it's, the, the thing came to me in a certain way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that was not staged. Um, I think so. Maybe it's also in those quests. I like this. I like the email. I'm gonna pull it up. I like the email that you sent with it too. I know it's kind of like a personal email, but I also feel like the story could accompany the work too. Hmm. In what way? Um. In just a very obvious way, just um, sometimes works will have like a placard next to them or it's a part of the press release or it could just literally be a part of the work, like next to the work. There's also like this long email sharing like how you came to this piece. So now it has people looking at the piece a certain way, pretty much like guiding people's focus. And I feel like artists could do that or people who are creating something for others to experience. I feel like we're allowed to do that. Um, I'm looking at the email now. Because <laughs> you wrote it like a story. And I was like, oh, OK. Um, I feel like I would. you could accompany the email too, either as a part of the piece or just like a part of the statement to engage people further, perhaps. OK. Yeah, because I mean, the email alone is is a piece. That's how I'm always thinking too. Like sometimes, like the email alone, like for me, if I were to move forward with it, I'd probably just screenshot this email and just share it. I would blow up the email and share the email. Wow. That's what I, <laughs> that's what, because I- <laughs> You're pretty much into words too. That like you like words have a very important place in your in your life, and I guess that it also reflects on your art at some point. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I I don't feel I feel like everything should be fun and intentional. Like if you think it's cool, then just do it. Um, whether or not people agree with its display, it doesn't really matter because I realize it's going to exist with or without anyone else's input. Like it still exists. Mm. So yeah, because sometimes I feel like people are thinking too hard about certain things. And it's just like, here, screenshot the email, blow the email up, put the email next to the piece, put the email next to the photograph. Um, and then have, you know, like another physical work. Because what are your overall plans with it? Did you just want like a feedback? Or did you want to do something actually with it? I want to do something with it. Like, because honestly, I'm, I think this can, like, this is, okay. Because I have another story about this. Um, 
in Europe with the whole like George Floyd situation uh, and I guess it's on it's maybe in the US too you know in it was George Floyd but also Breonna Taylor oh yeah um we had this whole we started this whole conversation that maybe existed before but it was not as big I at least it felt like it was not as big and it resonated with me a lot at the time and it was the whole conversation about how black men uh treat black women and 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 how we're not reflecting on on our input in society and in our community you know and uh so it was a whole discussion about consent uh between men and women uh, a lot of discussion about patriarchy and that was maybe the first time that I really checked myself because I was I was considering myself as a nice guy you know nice guy but I realized when I read all these threads and all these stories of people that like yo bro you fucked up you know I have a pretty fucked up mentality you know even though I'm let's say I I was considering myself a nice guy but um sometimes I've been pushy you know sometimes I've been uh I've, I had like a lot of asshole behaviors, you know, because I felt entitled, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And pretty much all the time, I've like this was maybe it's the best word because I felt entitled, you know, because I've interpreted things in a certain way. I'm like, oh, but like she's she's coming with me right now, so you no, know, like when the when the actual life is not following the storytelling that I sold to myself, uh-huh. I'm getting pissed, you know. And I'm I'm letting the other person know that like I'm disappointed, you know. The thing is, when I'm doing this, even though in my mind I'm not doing this for you to feel bad and to give me what I want, the person in front of me, because she feels bad, would like to will want to solve the con to want to solve the the, um, the situation by actually giving me what I expected, you know, which is fucked up. But that's also me realizing, like, okay, like being a man in our society means all these things, and so there was also like a whole uh, mind process, uh, me maturing maybe a bit, like, a bit more, and uh, and that's why also why this piece for me is it's, it means also a lot because it was not intentional, but it says a lot about also the way that I could reflect on myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is uh, this is an open discussion I had with my friends, um, regardless of the age. I, I had this discussion with my little brother, a discussion with my older brother, with my dad, my mom, my friends, all of them, you know. And uh, and we all realized that yes, man, we need to we need to do better. We need to right our wrongs, and we actually need. There's a lot of things that we can't change. Like uh, in sixth grade, you were an asshole. Like. <laughs> It's, you know it's too late but reflecting first is the best like it's it's the first step then then after you need to act on on your now and on your future so um because of all this i felt like it is the embodiment somehow of uh, of a lot of things where us as a community as a society we could we could reflect and come as one you know because i guess a lot of men also 
went through this process uh, maybe maybe not a lot but i guess this is part of the city that did you know and i feel like we're moving even though we still have a lot of problems but we're moving towards this bit more and more because we never had that many wealthy black people in the world we never had that many people travel that many black people traveling uh that was there are not slaves obviously uh so we out there in, in in the best way possible maybe if we feel like most of the time that like life never been worse we actually are actually this there's never been a better time in the history of the world to be a black person than today mm-hmm. which is pretty fucked up also to say this you know yes but, mm-hmm. but it is unfortunate but fortunately or unfortunately depends on how you put it but mm-hmm. still So yes for me it means a lot um maybe not in the sense that I would cry about it or that I'm feeling emotional but I feel like I want to do something with it you know like I I want to do something even if it was just like giving this giving the project or co-hosting the project with someone else I felt like this is um maybe not something we need but it would give a it would give a voice to to a lot of to a lot of people you know and and also f- making other people feel like maybe black women or women in general that like we heard you you know like maybe we're not the best right now and i think even myself right now I still have a lot to do you know, a lot of learning a lot of reflecting to do but at least we can agree you know and that's not a troll that's not me trying to play with things and with the codes and twist things around it's it's really like okay i heard you you're right you know and it feels like this is a these two these two sentences never really hurt them in our community even in my house like in my household you know like we don't really we don't often say yes you're right i agree mm. you know I heard you, you know. So I've been speaking a lot, but it was just to present to you um like the behind the scenes, you know. Like why is like it's just not oh men are trash. It's a trash can and also yeah. me as an individual it, it also means something. I like that. I like all of that. I wrote down embodiment of mindfulness. Um I feel like you're trying to figure out what to do with it, but we're doing it. Like because it's it's um forming a conversation and it's allowing you to share with me like thinking through those ideas and how you got to this point. Um and you already wrote about it and now we're talking about it and I have like all these little keywords I wrote down that I'm going to send you. Um Yeah, because this is why I like conceptual work and work that looks ambiguous or like unassuming because when a person begins to talk about it, it just begins to unfold um and connect with other people and I think it's a great piece like how you're expressing it um or articulating it. It definitely has some connectors with a lot of people because that self-awareness and that mindfulness just from that event alone to then move forward and see like how you can reflect in your own life to just be like we began at the 
at the beginning, like to just be a better human being to the people around you and to begin understanding like other perspectives. In this case or this instance, it would be like a perspective from a woman, right? And then a perspective from a man, like how we can come in the middle and the middle is like, I've heard you, you're right. So like, let me be better uh, from this point moving forward because I can't change the past, but I can only reflect on it and then like be better in the future. That, yeah, that's, that's, um, and maybe that's why I've never, like, I think I've talked about it to like a couple of people, mm-hmm. but I always felt like I was not talking to the right person you know mm, it's like that uh, that's the, that's the thing and uh, and because uh, even my sister she's like she's not on twitter ah. you know? so when you're not on twitter you're someone else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no it's for real like it's a, there's a whole world out there like on twitter that's um and me, I, that's my favorite app ever. I think that if I need to choose between Instagram and Twitter, I'll go for Twitter all me the too. time. Um, first, because I feel like there's no frontiers. Like in Instagram, um, I already feel stuck. You know, I feel like I will only get access to things that are in my bubble. Mm-hmm. Like I, it would be hard for me to see the far right post. Yeah. <laughs> on Insta- like on Instagram. Or it would be hard for me to see a uh, perception of someone that's like pro-Trump on Instagram. Yeah. If I see one, it's, like, it's because someone that is anti-Trump would take it from somewhere else and put it on Instagram. Yeah. But on Twitter, I feel like I can really like, jump from Zionists to Republicans to uh, KKK to like extremists in Brazil and um, like an LGBTQ community in fucking, I don't know, like Serbia, <laughs> just like Jacksonville in the US. And I just love it because it's, it feels super random, you know? There's randomness in Twitter that you don't really find, even though sometimes it's not, but yeah, I feel like on, like Instagram is too fake most of the time. It's, it's not as real as Twitter can be. Because people would, would feel like, oh, but some people put their face on there, so they, they will not say what they think. Wrong. People, most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, people actually say how they feel about things. And they're not scared. And and it's surprising to say, oh, so you really think that? That's your opinion right now, you know? And you're like, wow, like, how can this person... And you can go back and have this, like deep dive into someone's life and someone's universe and be like wow okay like that's that's you Uh, yeah all right (laughs) i was thinking that the other day i was on twitter and you know i seen a tweet and i thought you really tweeted that like i was thinking like they really tweeted that they feel confident to tweet that comfortable um And so then I started thinking about my tweets. Um, So one thing that I started doing, actually, I started using I on Twitter more often um, Mm -hmm. because I realized I would say you, 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 but I realized I'm, even when I say you, I'm still talking to myself. 
But then when mm. I reread it out loud, like if I want it to be an affirmation, it says you. So I'm not really directing any energy towards myself. Mm. So when I say I, I have to be even more mindful because now what am I putting onto myself? And then every mm. time I read it, it's for me. And then if I feel like it's something that I want other people to kind of conjure within themselves, like a power, when they read it, they have to say I too. Um, mm. So it's like bringing people quite literally a part of my little like Twitter universe. Um, mm. Yeah, I love Twitter too. And I like the diversity on Twitter um, because it's just like a never ending black hole of like information and experiences from real people around the globe. Mm. And yes, and people are free to be weird. Like this and even I don't think we say to ourselves, but there's a lot of things that people will never post on Instagram. Oh yeah, but, but you, you can. Feel, but you feel you could, but first there's some social rules or people like right now it's so much gentrified, you know. That's they the thing. Flag, they flag my like some of my paintings get flagged and have been deleted by Instagram. But that's the thing, because I feel like the best word for it is that Instagram is gentrified. Yeah. It's, it's all about being politically correct. It's all about groups of people that leads the way. Like, you have to use that filter. You need to do this thing. Otherwise, you're, you're flat. You're blacklisted and and you shadow banned. Like people will not see you at all on this platform, and you will never pop. Yeah. Outside In of outside of your own bubble. Instagram is ironic that way because you know I always have this firm belief that you have people. It doesn't matter what they're talking about or what they're disagreeing or agreeing about. You have two people at two ends of the spectrum, and then you have all mm -hmm. the people in between. I am a firm believer that both people on both extreme ends of the spectrum, they speak the same language, which is why they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. They speak the same language. Um, yeah, I'm a firm believer that they, that, that they do because one person will say, well, you can't do that while they go do whatever they want. And then the other group of people say, you can't do that, but then they go do whatever they want. And I feel like there's that irony in there of like trying to control people to think or see a certain way or exist a certain way because it aligns with like their comfort um, while also telling you to be free. And it's like, that's not, it's not really, that's not how it works. You know, sometimes I'll sit in class and someone will say, you know, this work shouldn't exist. Or like, did you consider like the feelings of other people? But then when it's your turn to put up your work, it's like freedom of speech. But it's like, we <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So I'm very much so, I may not agree um, or even align with like whatever ethos you're abiding by in your life, but who am I to tell you to like not? Mm. Right? Like, so I bring that into the art world So now it gives me the opportunity and me the leverage to experience everyone's work, how they want me to experience it without judgment, 
Whereas other people stop themselves from experiencing other ways of like living and being, um, which ironically just makes you smaller, you know? Mm. While I continue to be more curious about um, other ways of thinking and being, because that's all it really is. It's someone else sharing you another way of being. And it's not to say that I have to change my way of being. I just get to like hang out here for a little bit and then go back to how I like being, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely this. And I guess the the way I see things nowadays is like, it's hard to to find balance in society that we always go from one extreme to another extreme. Um, And that's the reason why people love Trump. And that's the reason why people love uh, Leonidas X. It's extreme, and we just and nowadays, even with racism, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tomorrow, it's like someone comes up to me and says, "Oh, you have a big nose," you know. I do, and I love it. <laughs> I know. No, but yeah. is that racist? No, I could have a big nose, and it's, it's it, and that's the thing. It feels like nowadays. It's hard to find balance, you know, because and Dave Chappelle said that in, in, in some of his, his Netflix special, and I think it's quite interesting. It's just everyone gets his feeling hurts. And and I felt and one thing that I miss about being young is that nobody cared about you when you were young. At least when you were a man, nobody cared. And you had to make a way for yourself. You had to make room for 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 like for respect and actually, and actually it was a bad thing because a lot of our people died because of respect. You know? Because if you ever get disrespected, then you need to do something about it. Because otherwise, you're not a man if people don't respect you. So you need to put the word out there that you you can be disrespected. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, we didn't have. Um, and I'm taking this as a, I'm 27 years old, I'm turning 28 soon. And, and I have a little brother that's like 10 years younger than I am. And he said wow. something to me that, yeah, that is very intense. He said, Matisse, I feel like the world is asking a lot. He's asking me a lot. And what he meant by this, it was that he needs to have an opinion on everything. Uh, he needs to position himself on a lot of things and this guy is 17 years old he's turning 18 right now and it's true that all these kids they have to have an opinion on gender equality on Russia attacking Ukraine the fuck they like they don't know anything about this you know and uh, and and even us maybe we may be a bit older but we don't know sometimes we don't know and most of the time we don't know you have an opinion right now but you have the opinion, and your opinion is on is as important as the knowledge you have at the moment. And we all know that the most of the knowledge we have is biased mm-hmm. by where you grew up, what you read, uh, your parents, your your social circle, and all these things. So, um, me, I'm I'm trying to be balanced at the moment because I, I feel like this is where I found virtue because everyone is super emotional. And I was a very emotional person when I was younger, and it took me places that I where I didn't really enjoy myself as much. Because when you're very emotional, you you attract a lot of emotional people, yeah. and you attract a lot of emotional situations too. 
and you want because you understand these people and then they understand you and they get driven by this rage that you have by this um this ecstasy that you have you know but um you have to be driven all the time you need to be mad all the time or you need to be and i feel like this is not sustainable i don't want to live that way and i don't and i don't want anyone to feel, to to live that way and i think right now what in, in, i don't know about the us but in france the problem we have is that we have no bridges no what no bridges oh no bridges yes it's like everyone is basically everyone is saying the same everyone saying i feel like shit you know like um everyone saying oh but i wanted to be rich but i'm rich now and i feel miserable or uh i wanted to fuck 100 girls and now i fucked 100 girls and i feel miserable mm. uh, i wanted to be the toughest guy in the neighborhood and i'm the toughest guy and i'm feel miserable i wanted to be the, the the most beautiful girl in the county and now i am but i, I feel miserable still and everyone feels bad everyone feels kind of miserable and mm. um, but there's not so many people in the culture in a pop culture that's allowing people to make these bridges between a white guy you know that's across the street and feel as bad as you because he grew up in a trailer park or in a shit place and in america and in france if you're a black guy if you're a white guy and you grew up in a trailer park people don't give a fuck about you <laughs> because of because of course black people are We are on the front line, you know. Like you have the the blacks, uh, the Mexicans, uh, the Arabs, the Muslims. But after this, you have the poor, mm. you know. It's it's there's some things about race, but after race, if if you're broke, people, like people would you go to prison. People won't believe you. Um, you will not get respect. People don't care about you. And I had the chance to work in some nice companies here in Paris, and you feel it. You know, like classism. Yeah. It's huge. And in the U.S., I feel it too. You don't earn six figures. Don't talk to me. You know. You know. It's so interesting because um, I feel it. So, like at the university I'm I'm currently at, it's usually like one to three of us in the classroom and then mm-hmm. at the galleries I work at you know it's not and then a young on top of that and a black woman on top of that no um <laughs> it's it's just not but I think my I think where I find that balance um and I don't know if it's necessarily me balancing anything or me just acknowledging that I also have a power because what it mm-hmm. is like some people are living in this delusional world that they have some type of like <laughs> semblance of power right because it's all it's not real everything is fake um it's only as real as you intended to be it's only as real as you reinforce it to be and once i realized that i was like well i'm real and i want to reinforce my agency um and i want to reinforce my physical articulation of self into like all these spaces. So how can I project myself? So I don't know if I've found balance, but I have found my power. And my power is being able to communicate with people, ask questions, um move with confidence even if I'm like not confident, I just fake it and then I am confident. Um 
and doing exactly what it is that I want to do with like conviction. Um, because what I find is like, sometimes people feel a little bit like their world or reality is crumbling and it might very well be, but it's your world that you can create. And so I find that the only type of balance is you just acknowledging the power you have and then activating it to get the things that you desire like out of your life instead of looking at your neighbors and the people around you um, or having like these obtuse goals of like, you know, if I say I wanna make six figures in 12 months, I mean, I can try as hard as I want to and it's incredibly very possible. But at the same time, if you at least try hard enough, you'll be much more further ahead than if you like didn't at all. Um, but it also has to be like, you want to do that because you have this bigger vision. And I also feel like people think that there's like this one thing that they have to achieve where their life is just like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. But what I've come to realize, it is all these moments are building up my life. And these smaller moments are much more important than this grand, you feel like it's this like grand ball you're gonna attend and your life will just be like different. It's these little moments. And so people overlook these little moments and they just try to get these like big spurts of, um, I don't know, like these big spurts. Of yeah. yeah, you know, but it's, it's the little moments. It's the, it's when you apply to the job you wanted and you got it. It's when you wanted to exhibit, you know, in this group show and you did it. It's when you wanted to, um, I don't know, make $6,000 so you made the prints and you sold them. It's when you, it's just all these little things. It's when you wanted to strike up a conversation with your favorite artist and you did, and they remembered your name the next time you seen them. It's like, you know, it's like this huge big spider web. And I feel like that's the only balance or like type of power that I've like come to realize. And you need to go outside. You gotta get off Instagram because it's like, you know, there's so many things that they're kind of, I like that your brother said, um, you feel like you have to like have an opinion on everything. And what I think of is, um, I took this class one time and they were like, you know, people are always asking five-year-olds, what's your favorite color? But at five years old, you're probably thinking you like everything and you never really considered whether or not you had a favorite color, but now you're assimilating into space so now you have to you feel like you have to have a favorite color even though you don't necessarily have one you probably can't even grasp the concept of like favorite but now that's going to be your default answer for like the rest of your life and you probably mm -hmm. never thought about it again you know what i mean thank thank you very much for saying this because i guess that's the best definition of myself i've never i still this day i don't have a favorite thing you know <laughs> And even at school, the only thing that people would say besides my favorite thing, and I, it was because I met a guy that's still my best friend today, and the guy was a big fan of Lee Wayne. You know, he was bragging about it all the time, talking about Lee Wayne, Lee Wayne, Lee Wayne, we deep in, we see baby, blah blah blah. And uh, and this, but this was who's your favorite rapper, brother? And actually, I had no, I, I didn't really grow up listening to a lot of rap music. You know, I grew up in the West Indies, we listened to dancehall and local rappers and all this. So, like, the first time I heard, like, a Kanye song, I was maybe, like, 14, 15 years old, you know. And my parents were not so much into movies, so, till this day, I haven't seen Pop Fiction, Pop Fiction for example, you know. You haven't seen what? Um, Pop Fiction. 
from oh, Tarantino. Oh, okay. I mean, you still have time. You can still see that. No, I still have time. Yeah. But I, was, I was never in a rush, you know, to get to know all these things about, like, that everyone knows. Because when I was younger, it made me feel very special, mm. you know, because I was like, wow, I'm still relevant, even, even though I don't know all your classics. Because, man, I, I've, ne- I've never listened to the card, too. And tomorrow, if I sit down with a hip hop fan, like, bro, like, I don't think I listen to the Carter to be honest. So, (laughs) yeah, but it it was basically just an example. I I know different stuff and I have little knowledge on a lot of different things, but I don't have like sound knowledge on like one genre or specific things. But the one thing that you said about having a favorite thing, I think it says a lot about us. It says a lot about how we get trained so quick into things you know and that people have this anxiety of being consistent you know and and i think i was like 18 years old when i really loved the fact that i was like you know what i don't care Mm -hmm. like i don't need to be consistent at all Mm -hmm. if i if i said i like this to like three weeks ago probably i don't like it anymore Mm And if I don't know how to feel about things, I don't know how to feel about things. Like, and you're not going to do anything about it. And one and <laughs> and one thing that is crazy, and to come back to circle back to what you just said before, is that I'm feeling like nowadays what I love the best is when I'm selfless. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and I feel, and sometimes it gets a bit on my nerve, like you know, because I feel like nowadays everyone's about me, 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 how, how, how. to the point that like it's so hard for people to like pick up the phone, yeah, and just call for just to check it, yeah. You know? Like now, not like every pe- like every person that maybe their your last fifteen calls are just like people that have to ask you something, mm. you know. Or maybe the fifth, the last fifteen calls you made was like to ask them to someone. But when was the last time you just did something just that is not about you, just to check in? Mm-hmm. You know, your mom, your auntie, the godfather, godmother, auntie, just a friend. And we know because we we know all our friends that are feeling bad right now because they post on Instagram. You know that like you made you put this song on, it's doing through a hard time. You know, same on Twitter. So we know how people feel, but still. It's hard for for us to like be selfless, and I feel like the more I do these things, the more I can connect with my mom because I realize that I don't know my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if my mom has a favorite color. Mm-hmm. You know, I realize that's crazy. Like, like, I don't even know what's my mom's favorite color. I don't know what's my mom's favorite book or what's what's her favorite place on earth. Mm-hmm. I, I barely know her. So, and it's my mom. That's crazy. So, all these things, you know, to be able to just sit down and that's not about you bro that's not about you and it was never about you you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing at all you know yeah and it's the same in relationship like you get cheated on it was never about you it was never about you (laughs) (laughs) it's so true you know it's 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 hard to say you know to say it to someone because it, it makes them feel worse but it's true 
Like it's that's not it's really not about you. And most of the time it's not about you. Like people care about themselves and being selfless, I guess. Or having these moments in your week or in your day where you can just be selfless, I guess it makes you a not a better human being, but it makes you a human being in some way, you know. Because yeah. I don't think we're here to just think about ourselves all the time, you know. Like it takes a different level of like um just awareness of self because that whole last part of it was never about you i think that's like a it's an understanding of how people can internalize what other people are projecting out into the world you know but it's like it's not it's you could take 30 seconds maybe 2 minutes to take something personal and then you need to like reflect is this about me no okay so what do i want to do in this situation if i want to show up for this other person or if i don't want to show up for this other person what do i need to do um and i feel like just moving that way is a bit more peaceful um and then also two people are more likely to not that you're like bidding them to come to you but it just makes more room for people to just be themselves because you're not challenging them to like change for the sake of your comfort um and things of that nature completely agree i completely agree and Wait, somehow all the sorry i'm sorry it's so random because you said because i'm 27 too and you said your birthday was soon so when's your birthday the 4th of june Oh, I'm June 2nd. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I don't it's yeah, I'm I'm I don't even feel like a Gemini because I mean like I told you I'm not really I'm not so much into uh I I I want to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. I've started. Yeah. You know. But I'm still like I'm still ignorant about it mostly honestly. So um, but I find it interesting in a way that like if the moon regulates somehow to shore and the sea you could all I'm I'm matter you know I'm just molecules and mm-hmm. so yes obviously it could it could affect me in some way and for this I have some predispositions to like do things a certain way or another way just that I don't know enough to have a strong opinion on it uh, but I plus I think it's funny you know yeah <laughs> I I really think it's funny thing but uh, at, at the moment I don't know so much about it mm-hmm. I just take it well I don't know I'm pretty deep in it but um I think everyone in their mature sign at the end of the day we're just all human but i can see like certain traits or just traits i acknowledge about myself that we all have but i feel like are a bit more prominent but i am a little biased and i do believe that gemini's are the most human sign i feel like we get a lot of like flack but really it's just kind of bandwagon flack megan like <laughs> you know it's like people don't actually know but it's like since everybody's saying this we're just going to follow their lead but everyone has at least like one strong gemini friend in their friend group that they come to for everything. So, I don't really know what that says, but it has to say it has to mean something. Mm. 
No, it's not Pisces or it's not Capricorn. It's, it's, it's there's a lot about us. Yes, about us. <laughs> it is. I agree. I agree. It's funny. I, I, that's true. Actually, we have a lot of cancer, like cancers around me. Yeah, cancers. A lot of my friends like. And apparently we get along quite well so that's cool and uh and yes that's pretty much it it's cancers and tauruses mm-hmm. so, but i get a, that's the funny thing i i get along with i could get along with everyone and that's why i'm super picky with who i can get along with you know it's like because i realized at some point in my life that this you could fit in anywhere you want you know You could be everywhere you want. If I want to be in that room, I could be in that room. But it's all about: Do you want like, like, is that really what you want? You know, like, I do you want what you get? I want, you know. And it was this whole process where I realized that, no, no, no. like, I let me explore all these things, and I was super happy that I lost myself, and I found myself, and it sounds very cliche, but I guess yes, I've experimented with a lot of things, a lot of different. Groups of friends, vibes, and everything, to the point that I feel very comfortable. That like this is my life. This is who I am, and I don't think there's much, there's so much that would take me away from this at this point. We never know, but I feel pretty confident that the way I would feel about things nowadays would be a great compass to make decisions. You know? Yeah, I think so, so too. I um, I literally just expressed that to someone the other day. It's like. The difference between me and a lot of people that I've observed is I can talk to anybody. I can be good in any room I go into. But the bigger question is, do I actually want to be in that room? Do I actually want to be around those people? Like, yes, I can activate it and be like super comfortable, but do I want to be in there? And so when I think about which spaces I want to be in, I'm incredibly intentional too. Because I'm comfortable enough with myself to know what brings me like actual peace, not not for the sake of like I'm not anywhere for the sake of being anywhere. I'm not talking to the people for the sake of just like talking to people, which makes me feel like the conversations or the spaces that I do occupy myself in are that it's so much more generative, especially now. Whereas before, I'm just kind of like everywhere, but now I'm like not. Mm. Um, And it's and it's nice to be like that. It's really, I guess, and for some reason I don't know why it came to my mind right now, but because um, I I told you I don't really do art and things, but it's actually not true because when I was 18 years old, um, it's a new story actually. Um, in the in the West Indies, we have um, obviously a strong history of racism. But we also have a long history of slavery. Right. Okay. The, um, it's mostly slavery than racism. And um, so in the West Indies, just the French have a French passport and everything, but it's six six hundred like six thousand kilometers away from from the from France, you know, the the main country. And um, there's a big there's a huge law here in France um, that. Um, Let's say that you don't have the right to put on um, certain ads or even papers. Like you can display things on certain uh, streets or on certain uh, buildings. You know, so it's like uh, how can I say this? 
like billboards like you yes it's not even it could be just a small you know like it could be just a small print you don't have to you can't display anything it's written like uh you can't display it you, you can't display anything here low of uh, 18 or like oh, okay, 18 okay, or okay. Five, and uh, and we had this big law that passed um, 20 25 years ago on slavery that was the first law that recognizes slavery as a, um, a crime against humanity and for some reason they managed to overturn it yes as, as it always happens you know and uh, and I was I, I was outraged at the time and I was pretty much broke also but I decided to print this. It's a very basic print. Um, it's like black on white. It's um, it's pretty big. Actually, I think it was like 120, but it was centimeters. So maybe it won't speak to you that much because you, you speak in inches, but it was pretty big, honestly. It was like, um, how can I describe this? Like a metro, like a subway ad. Okay. You know? Yeah. Not that big, but like the, the one that you see on the mm-hmm. like, like this. And it was it was the same font as the font that you see on the building that say like you can't display. Okay. Yeah. And and it was saying you say you can't display with the the law that says so like you can't display law of mm-hmm. uh, twelve of February eighteen and we, and I did the same I took the same font and it was written you can't forget. And the date of the law that recognizes um, slavery as um, as a crime yeah. against humanity, and we and we put it on those buildings where they say that you can't mm-hmm. display anything there. And we were 18. I did this with like a couple of friends of mine. They helped me to like actually put it. We never really took pictures of this because it was I don't know. It was just a, a drive. Like I I was I just felt like it was it was too important to not do something about it. You know and. Right. I, be out there like, I couldn't shout I'm not very really protest guy I don't like protest <laughs> I'm the same <laughs> it's not real. but it's it was yeah, it was powerful and I, and I think it's the first time that I really felt like I did something creative mm-hmm. because it was my money it was my mind and we, we did it and we didn't care I spent a lot of money on this like I was 18 years old and the print cost like so much but it was bigger than everything for me at the time. Yeah. yeah. And um, and for some reason, somehow, I feel like this project that I'm introducing, I'm introducing to you today, is kind of feel close to it in some way because it's just a feeling. You know, it starts with a feeling, and the more I grow up, the more I'm, I'm I have the the time to reflect on why I'm doing this thing. You know, and why they mean so much for me. Mm-hmm. I um sometimes you just have a pool. I think stop. Please. Sorry. I think um sometimes you have a pool and I find that sometimes people don't feel like they're necessarily like artists or people that produce something because perhaps they've been let's just say like idle for a moment, but I don't think any amount of idle time takes away from your um production or takes away from your output when you do decide to create something um but sometimes it's like that it's like you have to have like this sort of gravitational pull something intuitive and you just have to do it um 
kind of like obsessive and then you do it and you're like, oh, okay, I feel so much better now. It's like purging in a way. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And, I'm, and actually, I also wanted, because we talked a lot about me, uh, but I also wanted to have your take on the on what I've introduced to you, like the, the whole project. Um, because I'm I'm alien to the art world. Basically, I do museums, of course. I do I go to expositions and and, and this, but I'm I'm quite alien to it. You know, because I didn't I didn't went to art school at all. Um, and I, I guess it's also how I started. It was just like okay, but then first is the idea. But I also wanted first to have your take on it. Like, what do you think? And is it feasible, you know? I would say yes. Everything that we're doing now, talking about it, going on these tangents and then circling back, that's pretty much what we do in class. <laughs> um, because what happens is, like, which is why I asked if I could record because then I can send it to you and all the ideas that you've come up with and even shared, you can then write them down because you'll be able to like better, um, not even just better, you can literally just write it down based off what you've expressed. Because sometimes we're talking and um, people, you might forget what you said, but if you recorded it, you can always come back and listen to it and write it down. Um, I think what you shared is great. Off the, like before I even read the full email, I seen that there was an attachment, so I seen the image first. And then I was like, okay, like let me read. Um, but that first initial idea that I shared was cool. I think sharing the email along with that, I. It, based off what you shared, it sounds like a lot of the works um, are channeled through where you allow yourself to be like um, a portal for activism if you feel so inclined. Um, but I still feel like conceptually it can live um, accessibly, if that makes sense. I feel like I feel like the work can live as it does. I feel like the story is a part of the work. I feel like the email is a part of the work. I feel like the photograph is the part of the work. And I feel like the physical piece is a part of the work. Um, yeah, and if I'm thinking about like the art world, if I'm thinking about white walls and like frameworks of like where it could be, I would consider printing all of that and then seeing what it looks like on the wall um but that's just me because i there's two things because you talked about um i think you had mentioned frameworks but i'm always thinking about like existing outside and within frameworks because i feel like i have the luxury to do so so i'm always interested in seeing like what it looks like outside of designated spaces for things that are considered art but i'm also equally as interested to see like what these things look like in designated spaces, to see which space prompt, like what types of reactions are prompted from um, sharing it in different spaces. Um, yeah, I think that the work is strong. I like it, especially after hearing you talk about it um, and provide a bit more context. But I do think leaning and sharing the term in Creole um, in that language 
is stronger too because it speaks to destination it speaks to history and it speaks to culture and how culture has the capacity to intersect i don't even like using the word diaspora but i guess it's the only word that makes sense so it has the capacity to connect through you know the diaspora of blackness where other people can also understand it too um and just totally get it yeah and it's a contemporary work so you know, there's not really any rules when it comes to contemporary work. Okay, that's that, that's very interesting because <laughs> uh, I feel like this is, uh, I'm, I've never went that far into it. So that's the first thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's a good it's a good start. You know, to me, like you said, even just like printed, like I have a white wall here, even printing it and just Photograph. seeing how it looks sounds like that sounds great yeah because that's what I do when I'm like unsure Uh, I'll put works in different spaces and I'll photograph it just to see like what it's doing Um, like before I share projection in class like I may share projection in my room or like for my friends and then like record and say like what do you think this is doing or like what are you thinking about or I'll call them on the phone or FaceTime to like get initial reactions um yeah just just to see like what it's doing because sometimes you want it to do something specifically uh, but it's not going to get that read and so another thing i enjoy considering is i treat it like a chess game i try to consider all the possible ways people will perceive the work um Mm -hmm. while still remaining open to possibilities that i didn't consider everyone's going to read it differently. Some people will say like, what? It's just a trash can or it's just a photograph or it's just feed. But that's why I like works like that are so unassuming or a little bit ambiguous or because they become curious pieces. Like, why does this piece exist? Why is it here like this? Um, Who made it? Why is it in French? You know, it's just like a lot of questions start to come. and then if someone decides to like translate it into their language, maybe they understand it, maybe they don't, but it's still equally as curious because it's like, who made this? Um, yeah, but I think it's at a great start. I think this conversation is a part of it. I don't exclude any, I stopped excluding any medium so if i'm making a painting but i just sit sat and talk for two hours the two hour talk is now going to be a part of the painting like it all goes together you know what i mean um mm. i feel like it, it's 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 a cohesive now it's a cohesive body of work that's what it's so right now we're like building on top of it you made the piece you sent the email now we're talking about it and then you're probably going to figure out what to do from there you know yeah Wow, crazy! <laughs> thank you very. No, honestly, thank you very much. I, I really mean it because it's. Uh, um, I feel I feel a bit relieved first. I, w- I would say, um, uh, because I've never really talked about this with someone from the US. Ah. You know, so it's it's also cool to feel like uh, I'm not crazy. I knew I was not crazy, but there's some just like you know, like positive, like positive, you know, like okay, I'm not, I'm going right. in, the, in the right direction somehow. Yeah. And uh, and yes, it's just 
I've, I've never went further than this than, than, than this and I had a very bad approach at the beginning because I saw this I saw the concept mm-hmm. and I tried I was not honest with myself about it at the beginning you know? mm. because I started to do some white shit you know like uh, I was like yeah I need to find a title for this blah 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 and I was like oh study of gender complexion like gender complexions and shit I was like man girl, come on <laughs> Because that was the easy way, and that's all. That's all I know. Yeah. You know? And but that's also because I was not honest with myself, and I didn't really start the process of you know trying to uh, put this into the world and having the conversation. That's why it's interesting that you say this because this conversation is part of the work, and the email is part of the work, the picture is part of the work. So, but. Um, The funny thing, and to put this in simple words, it was like you made me realize that it exists already. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because for me, it was like over oh, that I haven't started anything. It's like it, it doesn't exist at all. Like it's you know, it's an idea. It's in my phone, and it's not real. No, it's real. It's real. But I, I didn't I, realize it at all. What did you say? I didn't realize it at all. You made me realize it. Yeah, it um it exists already and that's why I like um I always bring this up, but Arthur J. Foote, um, he always talks about ontological integrity. Who? Arthur J. Foote, I'm gonna put it in the chat. And I'll send you some videos on Instagram. Um, okay. He's one of my favorite I consider him like a philosopher. I don't know. Um but He talks about that. He talks about kind of, it just, it exists. Once you make it, it exists with or without. It's not inherently good. It's not inherently bad. Um, Whether I disagree with it or I agree with it, it doesn't really matter because now it exists. It's like made in the world. It's physical. It consists of matter. Even if it's digital, now it's digital matter. So at this point in time, it's kind of like, how will you expound upon it further if you even want to? Um, and how will you like share it with other people if you want to? But there's always the capacity to expound upon it. Like this could start here and then wind up being something, you know, totally different in six months, or you could keep working on it for the rest of your life. Um, but it definitely already for sure exists. Um, even this conversation alone, like once you listen to it and like listen to everything that you said, writing it down, you're like, oh, you have a whole like essay already. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, but this whole art school is not for nothing. It's good though. <laughs> Honestly, it's yeah. so excellent. It's like, um, like sometimes I wish I did it sooner, but I didn't know that I could, I didn't know that I could go to art school. Just that's just, you know, that was just the reality. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that that was a possibility for me. Um, Especially just, you know, navigating spaces of blackness. I just didn't know because everyone around you was just like, get a job, make money, like get a different type of career. You know, like this is not a part, this is not on the list of majors. Oh, artists, you know, like um, it's not an option. Uh, but now that I'm here, it's just, you know, you know what I mean? It's just, 
now you're just now I'm just always thinking even more critically and now I'm being prompted to think more critically and I'm also being prompted to affirm that what I want to exist in the world can exist um because there are going to be lots of people who kind of like try to humble you or second guess you or intentionally not give you praise um or to question the validity of your words or question if you should be considering other people's feelings. No one considers my feelings when we have to read 80 pages on like, you know, other things that like could potentially traumatize me. So it just makes me want to be more of who I am consistently and like not switch up. Um, I just feel like there were people who came before me, my seniors, who um, paved away so I could just be true to me. That's the goal. So when you say like, this is the best time, there are definitely pros and cons with like navigating um, this space as a black person in this space and time. But I would like to look at the pros. And there are a lot of pros right now to being black. Um, and so I take full advantage of having the capacity and luxury to navigate spaces of blackness. Mm. I don't see it as like a crutch. I think some people see it as like a crutch. I've more so seen it as like, oh, that's a superpower that I can tap into that other people cannot. Um, and so I do that sparingly. You know what I mean? Like you can't get all the juice all the time, but if I want to share some, I will. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think it's, and the funny part is that we, we live, we go through this as a community, you know, uh, but I guess we also go through this as individuals, whether you're black, white, or whatever. It's just like most of the time you feel like if you're not a certain way, there's no room for you in this world. In the same way that at some point in your life you felt like you didn't belong in art school. And me, I never, I never really considered art school because it felt like, how the fuck can I explain this to anyone I know? You know? Just like you explained it to me, just like that. Because you know? there's no. There's no right or wrong. Everyone thinks that there's a right way. And my whole my whole exploration, honestly, is rebuking this idea that there's a right way, especially for Black people to communicate or showcase or share or uh, act activate their agency. There's no right or wrong way. Mm. There's just the way that you want to do it. If you're flamboyant, be flamboyant. If you're a mute, be a mute. If you want to yell, then yell. If you want to be colorful, be colorful. There's really no, the American language is so new that it's kind of impossible to only have one mode of like communicating. Um, it's kind of impossible to kind of box me into a genre. Like, I mean, it might be easier for other people to classify for the sake of like consumption and, um, you know, for other people to categorically understand through their minds. But for like other people on the other side, it's not really necessary. It's more about like, it's just kind of like the acceptance of self and the acceptance of everyone being radically different. And that's why I kind of like, don't even like to use like titles all the time. It's so confusing because in the instance of 
encouraging diversity and difference, the irony in that is that you're creating labels for everyone to fall under. So it doesn't really, for me, imply that there's an acceptance of radical difference, because if you even deviate a little bit under some umbrella term someone else created, then you're automatically canceled. So you might as well just activate your own individual self and really self-identify and morph and change your self-concept however often you want to. Wow. No, for real, I think I needed that. No, I, I really did. Uh, I really did, and I really do because it, it's, um, I don't know how old are you, and if you mind me asking. We're the same. 27. Wait, 27. Oh, wait, 27. Yeah, that's 94. Yeah, that's why you said 27. I'm turning wow. 28 soon. I was like, oh, you're a Gemini too. Wow, that's good. That's yeah, good. same age. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm at this stage I, where the job I have, the money I have right now, could make like that's when people usually settle down, you know, like. You get a job, you buy a house. Maybe you get married in like two, three years, something like this. And I really don't, don't want to. Uh, but I feel like I'm at the stage in my life where also my agenda fill itself up, you know. So if I am not proactive about it and active about it, I, I could just spend my life doing a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. But just because I'm in a life style or I know a situation in my life where I would always have something to do mm-hmm. um, and I hate it sometimes and I hate it and it made me feel bad for like for a couple of days until I realized that this message is because right now you're in the wheel and the, the wheel is going mm-hmm. it's an endless wheel you know like Frank Ocean said at the, on, at the end of the loop is a loop you know yeah and the other true. side of the loop is a loop you know <laughs> yeah and uh, and that's really it. And I felt like, okay, but I need to to make room for myself, mm-hmm. within myself, you know, and within my space and time. And that's what I'm doing right now. Even me, I've been this conversation with you is part of this process too, you know. And um, and hearing all these things, if um, I had this on my heart and on my shoulders when I was maybe 18, 23 years old, you know. But um, because I did all these like masters and I went so long to school and I had to get this financial freedom to leave at some point, you know, to be more safe, to have a house, and to be also be able to have this conversation right now. Um, I guess these are things that are not as flamboyant as they used to be. You know? Right. So that's why I'm saying it's really cool and I really appreciate it because. This shit matters to me a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess that on on the way, I lost a couple of feathers. You know? mm-hmm. So it's cool that I'm taking them back, back right now. Mm-hmm. I think we're at the perfect age, though. I think this is the perfect age to, like... I mean, we're still exploring. It's like this idea we're supposed to know, like, mm-hmm. who you are and what exactly you're supposed to be doing. But I think as long as you're doing, like, just as long as you're doing what brings you the most peace um, while also being, you know, like realizing you're still on the board and like bills have to get paid. 
it's just kind of like just do your best be the best version of yourself um and do it well uh, better than well you know and it's just you like it's not about anybody else nobody else can like control you like you it's just you and like um, once you realize that it just gives you a bit more freedom um that's just how i like to think of it um 27 is like it's like that cusp it's like oh my gosh we're almost 30 but we're not 30 yet so it's just kind of like chill <laughs> you know it's like really chill and then you know even if you weren't necessarily where you wanted to be let's just say for like another three years okay so now you're what like 31 32 that's still incredibly young like yes like, it is and it's endless it's, like, it's not it's not endless but it's, it's a mindset that's the and, and i completely agree and it's the only thing is in french we have like one rapper that said this if i, I don't know if he sounds as well in, in english but he says like um the world is yours, but you have to go get it. Yeah, yes, it is. You know, and that's the and that's the whole point. That like, I mean, I'm still super young, you know, and and I'm glad that a lot of things that I wanted when I was younger, I didn't get them, because now I can see that it would it would not have been a blessing at all. It would have been a curse, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of curses that I had back in the day actually were blessings and vice versa, mm-hmm. and um. And I love that I have the time and space to reflect and to do these things. But it's also a lot. That's also how you find yourself because we're having this this conversation right now. But um, maybe would say a lot about myself if I don't have another conversation with you in the next six months, mm-hmm. or if this project doesn't come up, it would say a lot about me also. So it's also a time where like you still feel young and you still feel like oh, but then I'm building what I, like who I'm gonna be tomorrow. Or five years, or six months, or a year, and I'm still been. I'm a strong believer that like life is short, but life is long. You know, like you need to you need to get like to prepare also. Not not in a way that like you need to be safe and secure, but like make it a good time mm-hmm. because you yeah. don't. Maybe you can end tomorrow, but if it ends in fifty years, <laughs> you mm-hmm. don't want to remember that you fucked up fifty years ago. You know, mm-hmm. that's like you. It's, um, it's, I realize I have to commit to myself. So a lot of times people are interested in committing to like other people, other things, um, places, businesses, jobs, but how, if you can commit to those things and those people and those places, then you should be able to commit to yourself. And so I make commitments to myself and like, I abide by like principles that I believe in and I'm not like this ideal version of perfect, but I'm still always just thinking, how much more disciplined can I become committing to myself? What What is it that I want to do? And I'm not gonna deviate for anybody. <laughs> and it's like, you really have to be aggressive about the life that you want because no one's gonna get it for you. No one's gonna apologize to you if you don't go do it. Um, no one's going to like hold your hand and say like please they're not gonna beg you to do the things that you want to do if anything they're gonna like wallow in the comfort of knowing you didn't do it because they didn't do it either so i'm a firm believer in being aggressively committed to yourself and like your journey because you know i've seen people transition and 
you're thinking about things that they could have done better. And I always want to be in a position where I'm always thinking of how I just can embody being better, um, like all mm. the time. You know, like I'm not thinking about, in every moment I'm thinking, is this the best version of myself? Yes, keep going, like keep going. You know, it's just kind of like this rolling ball of energy. And then sometimes, you know, I'm not always the best version of myself, but for the most part, I believe that I am. Um, and it's just kind of like this continuous journey of just being committed to self um, and just living in my purpose, you know? I think that anxiety that people feel that they have, it's because you're not living in your purpose. You're living in alignment with someone else's vision. So that's why you have, you know, anxiety. And sometimes I feel like that anxiety is like self-inflicted and you don't have to self-inflict yourself with it. like. My other Instagram, I just post whenever I want to, how often I want to, and I do not cause myself a headache. Like I don't give myself a headache. So something as small as that, I apply to like my real life. Um, and I'm just like, you know, you gotta listen to your body too, your nervous system. How calm do you feel or not calm? And like, are you willing to commit to yourself to remove yourself from situations that don't bring you peace? And some people are not committed to that, but I am, because I will really leave. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> you have to, that's, you have, that's sometimes the best thing to do. And it was this phrase, it was on Tumblr, but it's, I'm talking about this, it was maybe, yes, 12 years ago, but it, it stays in my mind so bad. Yeah, it's about love, but it, it, there's a lot of, moments in life where it applies also and it says love is a game where the only winning move is not to play mm. and um and you can interpret this like oh but then like i'm not getting into any relationship you know but it's i guess me the way i interpret it is like oh man this is serious like don't fuck around you know like uh, it's also it's being able to like don't take this as a game you know? mm-hmm. but it's also sometimes you can interpret in all the ways saying like oh this situation right now the best thing I can do is not be a part of it yeah I, I think it's also acknowledging um, this idea of love is an extreme so if you do play it, you will also experience, you like if you don't quote unquote win this game, you will experience the extreme opposite of this idea of love. You know, it's like when people say, I'm always positive and I'm always thinking like, I'm pretty confident in like my ability to be this positive. I also have the ability to be like this negative. And I know this, like, you know, so it's not just like one thing, right, you know? So I think it's the same with love. I think I think that's why people come up with like all these like social rules and these little tit for tat games because there is an understanding that if you if you die, somebody may not catch you. And it's like how many times do you want to like fall, you know, and like hurt yourself? Um, because those are like emotional wounds that some people can't really like heal from 
So I feel that. It's hard. Honestly, it's hard. Like even me, I realize that like there's some shit that happened to me like five, six, ten years ago. Like it doesn't add, it doesn't affect my daily life. Right. But I, but it can get me triggered, you know. Yeah, for sure. It triggers me. It triggers me, and and it will at some point I, it will be less and less triggering over time. But still, you know, mm-hmm. like it happened. It happened to you, and it gave you another perception of life. You know, and I guess this kid, uh, it's like post traumatic, like species, like PTSD somehow, like emotional PTSD, like just realize that like wow like okay life is never gonna be like this anymore and sometimes you're not even sad that mm-hmm. uh, but you're not even it's not even a bad thing it's just that you were hurt you're still yeah. hurt about the fact that wow this was not real you know mm-hmm. like this never existed mm-hmm. this was never about me you know yeah and um and stupid because you like you're not special and uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way at all. It's just like no, it's not. Like it is what it is, and you're not. <laughs> and it's not. It was never about you, my friend. Yeah, it's like, so true. Thing. But that's why I say it's like I'm realizing like you just have to commit to self and just be open and honest about the things that you um, desire. And I feel like. I feel like my investment in my craft just it translates to just like my real life like the more vulnerable I am in my work the more vulnerable I can be with people um and it's just kind of easier to maneuver that way and then it just makes me realize like I even I physically just exist with or without anyone's input so you know whether someone wants to be or not it's just well I still exist you know like (laughs) you know what I mean so (laughs) <laughs> like I, I'm still here so it's it's like yeah sometimes you know feelings get hurt or whatever the case may be but I apply that to me too it's like okay well you know I'm still here I still physically exist with or without your participation like in my life um and you know I don't think that it's easy all the time but I do think that it allows the ride to be that much more not as uh, rigorous Actually, just one second. I'm actually going to stop this recording. No problem. Even me, I would have to.